You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Randy Gorpman. Well, people have been arm wrestling since the dawn of civilization, but the sport is riding a new wave of popularity. WXXI's David Andreata visited the epicenter of that in Rochester. All right, I'll say go, but lift your elbow up. Okay, ready, go. The back room of a burger joint is an unlikely arena for hand-to-hand combat. Yet, at Bill Gray's on Ladder Road, men with ham-hock forearms and chalk-powdered hands clasped in a vice-like grip face off over platform tables. Watch him get real grumpy now. It's a Thursday night practice for the Easy Rollers Arm Wrestling Club. Peter Branna is one of the pullers, as arm wrestlers are called. He says the weekly sessions are like therapy for him. Come here every Thursday, you can get aggression out, you know, with just those pulls. Someone pulling your arm and you fighting against it, you're getting a lot out, you know. Like all those emotions, everything you want to let out that you can't, you're letting out on the table, you know? Are you an angry guy? Not angry, but on the table, you can let a lot out. You look like the type of person I wouldn't want to get angry. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interest in arm wrestling was already on the upswing thanks to reality TV, matches on ESPN, and tournament purses that hit $100,000. But popularity really exploded during the pandemic when people, mostly men, found arm wrestling videos online and began training to stave off boredom. Denise Waddles is the executive director of the United States Arm Wrestling Association in Billings, Montana. But I think a lot of it does have to do with the videos on the internet and uh, word of mouth and boys have boys and men have to have something to do or they're going to get in trouble so she may have a point all of the two dozen easy rollers crammed into that back room at bill gray's are guys ranging in age from their teens to their 50s one of them is 25 year old gunner Costin, a drummer in a rock band you've got a great name for armors yes i do i my nickname is guns so yes <laughs> He discovered arm wrestling two years ago and quickly became addicted. The adrenaline is absolutely insane. It's so awesome. And there's nothing else. To, it's, it's like driving a your, uh, race car. You know, it's the same exact thing. So, yeah. For a young man, the sport has other potential benefits. You look cool in front of the girls. You know what I mean? <laughs> when they do come. <laughs> Which is how often. Yeah, not often, but yeah. Women do have a presence in the sport, but the world of arm wrestling is dominated by men. Pullers talk a lot about camaraderie and the bonding effect the sport has on teachers and students, old and young, fathers and sons. At a nearby table is Jim Jackson arm wrestling his 13-year-old boy, Jimmy. So, so word around the club here, young man, is that, uh, is that you're, you're a beast. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> The Jacksons started watching arm wrestling on YouTube a couple years ago. Now, they follow pullers and work out with the easy rollers. Jimmy takes what he learns to school. No, but like every so often someone will challenge me and I'll just like hold them in place. And I'll do like the techniques I know. And they'll be like, you're cheating, you can't do that and stuff. That's kids for you. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah it is. I decide to try my hand at arm wrestling with the club's organizer, Nathaniel Vinjay. He's 19. Like seasoned vets, we shake hands as a sign of respect, then clasp palms, brace our bodies, and pull. At least, I pull. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, come on. 
As we sway back and forth, fast food customers sipping on sodas stop to watch the spectacle. Giovanni Leone is a Rochester Institute of Technology marketing student. He's out of breath and massaging his forearm, having just finished his own match, when he takes note of the spectators. We get a lot of bystanders in our wrestling here, and I think that's why there is potential in this sport, because people obviously love to watch it. So people can kind of understand the competitive sport. Maybe it can become more of a mainstream sport. David Andrietta, WXXI News. A proposal to provide emergency housing for the homeless in a former hotel at the edge of the Cornhill neighborhood has hit a snag, mainly over a lack of detail. Jeff Holdsworth is president of the Cornhill Neighborhood Association. He says that residents just need some more information. There's no community engagement. They haven't reached out. As you know, this is a very engaged community, a very active community association, lots of avenues for outreach and conversation, none of which has been taken advantage of. And that's despite a lot of trying. The building owner says the county is in charge of the project. The county has provided little information so far. And that led the city's planning commission to put the matter on hold last week until someone can answer who will operate the facility, who might stay there, and for how long. The commission meets again at the end of July. Well, the 20th edition of the CGI Greater Rochester International Jazz Festival is in the books. It wound up Saturday night with thousands packing Parcel 5 downtown to watch perennial favorite Trombone Shorty bring down the house, or bring down Parcel 5 in any case, Organizers and producers Mark Iacona and John Nugent estimating more than 211,000 people attended the nine-day festival, which took place at 19 venues throughout the downtown area. Nugent says the festival has really rebounded since activity was curtailed by the pandemic a few years ago. It's a win-win-win-win-win down the line. And yes, after two years of COVID, we're certainly out of that mindset of being fearful of being up in each other's faces. We're all, everybody's on top of everybody. And it's great. And both Nugent and Iacona say they are already thinking about next year, which will see the 21st edition of the Jazz Festival take place from June 21st to the 29th. A favorite summer pastime is getting out into nature and taking a hike through the woods. But a major concern across New York has been the growing number of ticks and tick-borne diseases like Lyme disease. New York State Health Department's director of the Center for Community Health, Travis O'Donnell, says there's nothing to fear if you take the right precautions. Wearing long pants, long sleeve shirts, keeping your hair tied back. And really the most uh, common sense thing of all is to, is to do tick checks. At the end of the day, my family does it. I've got three kids. And every day it's tuck time, tick check, and, and story time. And so just get into that habit in the warmer months in, and you should be good. The Department of Health has seen the number of reported Lyme disease cases numbering in the thousands over the last several years. Another uh, tradition, of course, this week, July 4th, fireworks are going on in a number of areas. Rochester traditionally has the largest display that will be taking place tomorrow night at about uh, 10 o'clock. They say the best viewing locations are the Court Street Bridge and the Broad Street Bridge. Free parking available in the sister cities, Court Street and Washington Square garages. Rochesterians wanting to lower their workplace stress will have the opportunity opportunity to attend a free training on that this week. More on that story from WXXI's Jasmine Singer. The goal of the Workplace Wellbeing Workshop, set for this Thursday at Rochester's DePaul Community Services, is to provide support for those who wish to develop healthier professional habits. 
It comes at a time when workplace mental health is worsening, according to the National Press Foundation, with 76% of American workers reporting at least one mental health issue, according to the U.S. Surgeon General. The possibility of burnout is a growing concern for employers. Rochester Women's Network, a group working to elevate the professional lives of its members, is organizing the event, which is open to everyone. Easy to use, practical skills for identifying and reducing stress at work and home will be the focus. Jasmine Singer, WXXI News. Well, as of this past weekend, the Rochester Public Library said it is eliminating daily fines on overdue materials for both kids and adults. They had already eliminated those fines for children and young adults as part of a 2017 pilot program. And now that uh, policy is going to affect adults as well. Associate Library Director Jan Smathers says the success of the pilot program helped convince them to expand this program. What we found when we uh, did this with the juvenile and young adult materials, so the kids' books, and the teens books, we found that we actually got more materials back. They may not have come back in the same time frame that we had a due date on them, but we got more of those materials back. There were less lost items. Smathers says the main motivation behind getting rid of the fines for overdue books is to encourage more people to use the library. She says in the past, when some people built up overdue fines, they would get their library card blocked and then they couldn't check out books. And you can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.